With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. Got Bailey and Chris with me. Chris, how are you today? I'm good. Um, my day isn't over yet, but it's been a pretty good Monday. Oh, there you go. Bailey, how about you? All right. It's been a busy day. Been out running some errands. So glad to be home and chilling. I like that. I like that. It's it's not too bad here either. It's a Monday. What can you do? And right. uh, WNBA Mondays have returned in full force with all the news that we're getting today. Yes. But beyond that, um, I mean, it's the week of the season, so that's that's pretty cool too. So I, can't, I guess I can't complain. We're I can't believe it's already back Friday. Like I, I said a couple weeks ago, Bailey, when we started these, right. that it, we're in that weird place where it feels like the off season has been forever, but also now that like. I, I guess it's just that I forget how quick like preseason slash training camp is, right? It went mm-hmm. from not being here to over in, in two weeks and all of a sudden it's time for the season. So uh, we talked a lot about draft and stuff last week and uh, on our on our second pod and how, how tough it is for players to make teams. It's only gotten more tough with all of the news today of some what Maya Hollingshed and Kayla Pointer and, and all these other draft picks getting waived already and – it, it, it definitely made, it, made last week's pod feel even more on the nose with, with everything that's happened. But was there any other news before we get into our, our last set of team previews that you wanted to touch on, Bailey? The Aces moves are confusing to me, as we'll get to shortly. But waving their draft picks didn't really make a lot of sense because I think they really actually needed them. Looking at the roster that they have in place after that, after like Asia, Chelsea, Dierica, Plum, and maybe Raquana Williams, maybe Kirsten Bell, depending, it's kind of rough. Um, you know, I think they probably will. I don't want to say they'll miss them, but like they probably could have been better with those rookies. But it's also kind of a weird place because if you're a championship caliber team and you have to play a lot of rookies, like is that does that become something that works against you? I don't know. We'll I'm sure we'll dive into that a little a little deeper here in a minute, but yeah, that's that's kind of like the only really surprising one so far. Um I thought it was interesting that the sun waved Kyla. Oh, uh so there's actually some I, I saw some clarification on why that happened and the clarification actually makes it make a little bit more sense. I don't know if you've seen this yet from Richard Cohen for 
Connecticut salary cap situation, there was not a way for them to roster Dijonay Carrington, Kyla Charles, Nia Cloudon, and Natisha Heideman. It's not like it was so like while the Taj Cole wave waiver is, is frustrating as well, that was never going to solve the issue for in terms of their cap. It had to be one of those four players that was going to be removed. So if you tell me that, and I understand how high they were on Cloud and on draft night, I think we all are pretty high on on on, on Heidemann's position with the team. I think she could be starting at, at, guard, at point guard before the end of the season, in all honesty. And then DJNA being the standout defender that she is, I get it. it like it sucks. They're, like that's a, just a, a super talented player that is is not on a roster right now, but. I'm not completely surprised. Yeah, I think she'll find her way to another team pretty easily if there's a team out there that can fit her in the salary cap because I do think she's talented enough to be on a roster. I saw someone pitch Washington, which would be a pretty interesting fit. Uh, But I'm very interested to see what she ends up doing. And it makes a lot of sense because given those players you listed, she's a little redundant on that roster. So. I mean, some people. I saw some people saying that they would have rather took her over Dijonay for the extra nine hundred bucks or whatever it was, but I feel like that's neither here nor there at this point. Yeah, I can tell you as a, as a fan of the Sun, I would have, I would have been much more upset with that move. But again, like you said, it's neither here nor there. It's just a just a weird day, uh, and, I, and I think it's only going to get weirder. Carissa, did you have any other thoughts on the news before we start getting into the team previews? Um. I mean, I would have kept uh, Carrington as well, just because, I mean, she showed out during Athletes Unlimited. There really wasn't a question if it was between those two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, so, and this might be, and we'll get into this as we go through each team. This might be something of a hot take, but I, I guess we'll see. You would think that if we're going to talk about the teams that finished the top four seeds last year, that we would, now's when we would be getting into the true title contenders. I don't think any of these teams are in the top three in terms of title contention this season. So I'll, I'll see as we go along, if you guys agree with me on that, but I, I think that to steal a, to steal the headline from Mark Schindler's piece over at WMB.com today, I think there is a changing of the guard, not necessarily he, his was in terms of who the faces of the league will be in terms of some of the older players uh, kind of transitioning after this season. And mine is that I, I don't think we're looking at the same contenders that we were like traditionally in years past, other than like, I, I think the sky are going to continue to be good, obviously. And I guess they, like them and the Mercury were in the finals last year, but I think you're seeing something of a changing of the guard at the top of the standings. So we'll get into it. First would be the Seattle storm. And that's kind of like, kind of my point, right? Is, I mean, they have the band back together for Sue's last season. Not quite sure what's happening with Mercedes Russell she's on the team but a lot of health issues and we're not quite sure when she's going to come back Brianne January is on the team now uh Gabby Williams Chris's favorite is now on the team I, I just <sighs> Bailey I'm gonna be blunt is this team gonna be good they'll find a way they found a way on paper I, I have questions but I had questions last year and they find a way Obviously, Stewie, you know, we've all questioned her, but she's looked good in preseason so far, and Jules look good. I think Gabby will add a wrinkle to their, at times, I don't want to say stagnant, but a boring offense at times. I mean, it, it's exciting, but not in a traditional way, um, and sometimes it can be like, I don't know, I feel like you got to be a kind of a, like a, I don't know, 
but they just aren't always exciting as some other teams are because they just do things so efficiently, so effectively. And so they'll, uh, Gabby will add a little bit to that. I think she'll also be super important for them on the defensive end. And they'll find a way. Do I think they'll be four seed good again? No. But do I think they'll be out of the playoffs bad? No. I also just think the league around them got a lot better. That's more my and issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 what was their record last year? Do you have it right at your fingertips somewhere? One moment. Because, I, oh, I, I see it. They went 21 and 11. And if you put that into a, a like, I could see them going about the same, 22-14, because there's 36 games this year, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 22-14 or something like that, like around that range. I, But I just don't think that will be good enough for that same seed this year. Chris, are we being too hard on them? What do, what do you think about the Seattle Storm? No, not at all. Like, I do think they'll, like Bailey said, find a way to be good just because, I mean, it's Sue Bird, it's Brianna Stewart, it's Joel Lloyd. But they're not a contender. They won't win. They won't send Sue out the right way. But I do think they'll be funner to watch because, like Bailey said, they are pretty boring. But it's because they're so, like, they're so good. They're so efficient. But it's boring. Like, I want fastball. I want, like, Chicago skyball. But Gabby, like Bailey said, Gabby can add to that. She's she runs the floor like she. I think her and Brianna Stewart can be really good together, as well as Joel Lloyd. But yeah, you guys aren't wrong or being too hard. I mean, Bailey, break the news. Like like I said, we're gonna be we're keeping up with the news as we go along because we are we record on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> they just waived so the, their second round pick, right? So this is Monday. It's at, at five twenty four, Eastern Time. Oh, in don't the, tell me! Don't in tell the me. middle of us talking about the Seattle Storm, they waived Raina Perez and Elisa Kunain, and then immediately after, tweet Gabby and Brianna January, who have joined the team from overseas. Wow! <laughs> I just, um, I don't I like. I we we are very positive on this show. Don't tell me the second round matters anymore because the league is telling you that until they change the way that their salary cap and their roster construction works, it doesn't. And that sucks. I, I'm not like taking shots at these players by any stretch of the imagination. I think we're seeing a lot of talented players get waived today. They're telling you that they don't value second round picks and I, and I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is kind of how it comes off. And put, I mean, I, I would say with the talent, that has been waived just today. You could field a starting five on a team. Yeah, I'm not telling you that team would be like a playoff team or anything like no, that. No, 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 but you but could field like, a team. Yeah, <laughs> like anyone who says that there's not enough, and there's financial interest, there's talent, there's all that for, I understand expansion takes time, but yeah. until, it's until coming then, though. Until then you're hurting these 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 players' livelihoods, and that sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a uh, a bit of an uncomfortable place to be right now because it's like overall the investment in the women's game, you're seeing the growth of it from top to bottom, which is resulting in more talent emerging. But the top is a little bit behind in that regard is where there's not as many options and roster spots. And so now some of these girls that have been working their whole life to make it to that top are getting there to a top that's not prepared to give them the opportunity to do so. 
and it's very unfair to them. And I, I, with all this talk and money and TV deals and investments, like the hope is soon those spots will be there. Were you, Chris, when you reacted, were you afraid that it was going to be Westbrook? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard the fear in your voice. She's like, not one of my people. Not, not today. I need some good news. I know. But what I will say, I'm not surprised about Raina Perez, but it's like Bailey said, like people, they've worked their whole life for that. She went to like a small school, I think, and then, you know, became like a important piece for NC State those, you know, last few years. And then Alyssa Kunane, I mean, she can be better to me. She she needs, I wish she would have stayed maybe another year at NC State, if we're being honest. Yeah, I, I, I know that both of you who, both of you have been more down on her than I think the consensus was coming out. I feel like people were pretty, at least interested to see her potential. But even you two who are negative, I don't think either of you would have thought she would have been waived before the season started. Hmm. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, but like staying on the storm, I, I just, I think this team is obviously a playoff team just because the bottom is, the the, the, the last two are pretty weak. So you're, I, I still think Seattle will probably be better than, Dallas and maybe New York. I, I like. I, I think that if, if we're seeing a full season from Brianna Stewart, then it's going to be tough for them to miss. But I don't think like if this team loses in the first round or whatever the structure is this year, I'm not going to be surprised by that either. And that's that's fine. You think it? It's cool to see them back together for Sue's last run. But I don't think that this is anything like a miracle title run, like Chris has said. They're, she's not going out the right way. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you right now, but. We've talked about it before. There is a thing, a certain thing is basketball magic. Things happen mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. Hey, I'm, I, I, we're, now, we're analyzing what we can, but there is always that level of intangible that can come out of nowhere. And you know what I mean? Y'all mm-hmm. know exactly what I'm talking about. You can yeah, argue. but it's not going to happen for us. You know what? I, li- I like definitive Carissa. Chris is just like, yeah, nah. Nope. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with her, but yeah. So, anyways. Uh, moving on. The Minnesota Lynx. So, on up. Uh, they were one of the teams last year that I feel like consistently flew under the radar. They were good, but not like the best team. Uh, they were always like the the WNBA nerd darlings for who could be the team that's actually the low-key contender, while it just never kind of panned out that way, right? They were, they did a lot of salary cap machinations and kept waving and re-signing players. So they were able to con- consistently field a roster. And this season, like, again, it's a, it's another farewell tour. This, this for Sylvia Fowles, we will probably not see Nafisa Collier the entire season, or at least a, a good bit of it. Just signed a contract extension today though. So happy to see that. Lasia's back. Uh, what what are Chris? I'll start with you. What are your expectations for the Minnesota Lynx this year? I think they will be good, but I'll be surprised. Similar to Seattle, if they make it out of the first round. Um, but with Big Seal, you never know. Like she is so great to me. Um, also, Dangerfield needs to have. It was definitely a sophomore slump. 
I mean, what she did, nobody thought she was going to do her freshman year or rookie year. So she needs to come out. I hope she's, you know, um, ready to become that rookie that we saw because last year she barely played. Yeah. Yeah, she like the, the drop off there was huge. And I think that that was also part of the reason why there was a number of reasons why they struggled in the early season, whether it be fee coming over a little bit later, lay not being there from jump or what have you. And then you had the issues, the injury issues with uh, uh, Natalie Chanwa and Ariel Powers. So you were never quite 100% at any point. And I like, I think this team's really talented. I just don't know what to expect. I like, I'm excited to see Angel McCautry there. Is how much of Angel is she actually going to be? Who knows if she's, 80 percent angel then i mean i think this team could get out of the first round maybe right but if not i i agree with you chris i think that this could be an early exit team that is kind of i mean i i believe in shell reeve to figure out anything and i, I believe in still to just be an ageless wonder but something's got to give right i think that these other teams that we've talked about in recent weeks just impress me more than minnesota does at this point what do you think bailey yeah minnesota is kind of a hard team to gauge they're in a unique spot but I do think that I think they could be the team that it's kind of like how the Spurs used to be where they only had like maybe one true star and that'd be Sue but they have a like such a good combination of talent around her and a good system that they win games don't think they're a three seed caliber team but I think they're I'd be willing to bet the difference between their seed last year and this year is not as drastic as the seed for the um for the storm. I agree with that. I, I yeah. think I mean and I also just flat out think they're better than the storm. I don't yeah. think there's any dispute about that. And me. and I think uh you know, I think I think AP is gonna have a good year. I think that I think Lay is gonna have a good year. And I think kind of just the power of their overall team talents because like they don't really have anyone that sticks out to me as being other than Sue. like no one really is notable I mean you have Kayla McBride who is a good player I don't think she's the 25th best player in the W and I don't think she is a superstar caliber player or anything like that but mm-hmm. um you know she's a good player and is a very good role player who can have nights where she is your second option and take a load off of Sue. but she's also a bit streaky at times and you know, a bit inconsistent. And the same thing with Ariel Powers. I think her energy can be all over the place, but if she's healthy, she can make a winning impact. And like you said, if Dangerfield returns to form, I like their depth, okay, but not for a championship team, but for a playoff team, maybe a second-round second, second round playoff team. But I, that's about the ceiling I see, and that, I think that's a little generous. Yeah, I think for them at that point it would just be about matchups, right? It, like yeah. maybe they could maybe they could pick somebody off in a three game series, but I don't know. I'm I'm less excited about them than I was last year, and I was always a little bit cooler than the rest of rest of the market was on them. But I, like I said, I I think Fee makes obviously. I mean, she's one of the top whatever players in the league, so missing out on her for a season is going to be brutal. So it, it's going to take a, a huge step up from either to me, McBride or Angel to be better than we expect them to be this season, even if you are higher on them, I think they're going to need to be even better than you would expect for them to get 
anywhere in the playoffs. But I, I think they're going to be fun to watch, and I, I always like seeing what a Cheryl Reeve team can do. Yep. The Las Vegas Aces, one of the stories of today, but not necessarily – uh, and kind of to an extent of the off season, right? I think that they were one of the more talked about teams with the departure of Bill Lambeer, the hiring of Becky Hammond, bringing in a general manager three days before the draft after Dan Padover left to take over Atlanta. The roster is different, but not like it, it's ways that people aren't going to like really pay attention to as big of a star as Liz is. I feel like that doesn't, to most people, it does not feel like it was a loss for the Aces. And I think that we'll see. And they lost Angel, obviously, who didn't play, but what, 30 seconds last year? I think my initial reaction when the Aces hired Becky Hammond was this could be MVP Asia season. I think that her in that system is going to be exceptional. And the league was on notice and the closer we get to the season and the moves they did or did not make in, in free agency in the draft, as, as much as I like the Kirsten Bell draft pick, I really do. I think that was a home run. Obviously the rest of the draft was a little bit confusing considering they waived the eighth pick in the draft today in, in my hauling shed. I think this team is in trouble. I, I think their lack of actual size is going to be a problem. As much as I love the idea of Asia at the five, which we've talked about, Bailey, I think it's, it has to be more of a situational thing than a consistent thing. And I think you're going to shoot a lot of threes, but I'm, I'm worried about the overall defensive impact of this team. What are, what are your thoughts, Bailey? Yeah. So after they waived those three players today, uh, Chantel Jennings tweeted what the roster heading its opener looks like. And I'm looking at it. And I see Asia, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, De'Erica Hamby, cool. Raquana Williams, Jackie Young, Kirsten Bell, cool. From there, it's really shaky. And the players that are in the shaky part are some of your big depth, which is where it gets in trouble. Because I know Plaisance, I think, is injured. And then Stokes is still overseas. And that's like it. Is Jisoo still on the roster? I can't. I don't. I couldn't remember if they resigned her. I didn't think they did. Not according to her post. I would have to check their website, and I will do that while I'm here, so I don't look like an idiot. But no. But I thought no. I mean, even like, still, like I mean, if we're talking about, I'll, I'll do respect if Jisoo's one of your most important big depth pieces. I think she, that kind of says what we're talking. She's about, not. Right? She's not on the roster. Um, so literally, you're looking at this team. Plaisance is 6'5", Asia is 6'4", Stokes is 6'3", Derek is 6'3", but, like, she can't play five. She can play the four. And she started at the four, which I thought was a good sign, but, like, I don't know. And then you have Kirsten Bell at 6'1", and that's it. Like, they don't have a lot of the size that kind of had become their calling card over the last couple years. And... Under a new coach, new system, I'm like, okay, maybe that's a good thing. But also, like, considering that the other contenders souped up in size, you look at the Sparks or the Mercury or the Sky or whoever, just like, uh, I don't know about this one, Vegas. I don't know. I, I thought, I thought Hollingshead for sure was going to be on the roster 
Um, I wasn't as sure about the others, but I thought Holly said for sure, if nothing else, more than just for a death piece. Um, and so I'm, I am, I'm like, you. Yeah, I'm a little nervous because I like age at the five, but not full time. Like, cause I think it's a good starting and closing and maybe a spurt to start the second half type thing. But I mean, you got to have somebody else to to hold down that five. I don't even think Plazons can hold down the five for long periods. Like to me, the only player on this roster that can play center for longer than a few minutes at a time is Kia Stokes. And Kia Stokes is not bad. I'm, like she is a very respectful defender and rebounder, but that's she, less than ideal for what is ostensibly a title contender. Right. To only have the one. Um you know, they don't even have to have a world beater. They don't need Liz or BG, but they just need – I think they need at least one more body in that big rotation. I would be calling Dallas every day. I don't even know for who. I don't care for who. I think Dallas has too many, and yes. Vegas has not enough. So figuring yeah. something out where you can kind of balance the rosters a little bit would go a long way. Carissa, do you do you think we're being too negative on Vegas? Are you more optimistic? Or are you kind of with us on on where Vegas is at coming into the season? No, I'm I'm with you guys. It's when you list it out like that and, and say it, it's like, yeah, they really don't have anything. Now, do I think they'll be fun? They'll be very fun to watch. But they might lose a, a couple. <laughs> they might lose a couple games. I I really like the, the closer we get, the more I'm like, I think they reasonably took a step back this year because reshaping not just from like a roster but from like like the, that play style difference between I mean we're assuming between Becky and Bill is is going to be a drastic change and you're not going to be able to reshape a roster to fit that change in one offseason it's it's just it was not it was not a reasonable expectation especially whenever most of their moves this offseason were going to be more about players leaving than players adding so I do think it was going to take time for them to reshape into Becky's vision. So like you said, Chris, I think this team is going to be a blast to watch. And, and this is like why, whenever we're talking about how I feel about Phoenix as a contender, like I don't think Phoenix could beat necessarily uh, Chicago, but I mean, if Phoenix matches up with Vegas, I, I don't think that's close either. I don't, I don't think that Vegas can guard them at all. So I don't know. I'm 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 skeptical, and I, I this is the first season coming in that I've since since I've been a fan that I'm skeptical about the Aces. It's a weird feeling. All right, the Connecticut Sun, my team. I uh, of the four, and I don't think this is biased. Maybe you guys can tell me if you disagree. Of the four, this is the team that I'm most confident in still pushing into that top four or top three ish range of, of the group we're talking about today, but also. I think they have the volatility that they can explode. And I don't think that that's just the Courtney Williams of it all, as much as I like to make the jokes about that. I think that coming in, coming at like once Ellis Thomas came back last year, you kind of like, there was just that extra, like, was there too many people, too many mouths to feed too much going on? Does it really fit anymore? And I think that they are an elite regular season team because there's just so much talent on this roster, right? Courtney Williams, Bree Jones, John Quell Jones. It's just, Dewana Bonner, like there, there's so much talent here that I think it would be tough for this team to lose a ton of games, but I don't know how it all works whenever the game slows down in the postseason. I, I don't know that they match up well with Chicago. I don't know that they match up well with Phoenix. I, I'd be interested to see the LA matchup, but I, I think that a lot of this is you're going to be relying on Courtney Williams as a creator. And while I have come around on her some after doing my film review, 
that will come out later this week. I'm not all the way there that I think that that's that I think that it's going to completely work from jump. I, I think that there are going to be some growing pains, and I, I think that we kind of got used to this team last year being the runaway regular season winners, and I, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Chris, I'll start with you. What are what are your expectations for the Sun? Do you think they're still contending? Do you think that this is kind of the end of a bridge? What do you, what do you think? Um, I think they are still contending. I just think that a few teams got better and they just brought Courtney Williams. And, and that's not shade to her um, because I do think she's a really good player. It's just that the Sun shoot themselves in the foot. So if they're able to play together, I really think they'll be a good team. Yeah. What do you think of the Nia Cloudon addition? I like her. But I like a lot of people on the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's just how they fit together for me. Like, they're really great individually, but it's like with certain lineups, it doesn't work. But they try to make it work, and it doesn't. So Yeah, it's like, can Dewana and Courtney Williams play together? Uh, yep. We saw a lot of issues last year when Bree and... Alyssa Thomas and John Quell, or you could just boil it down to John Quell and, and Alyssa Thomas, because it felt like mm-hmm. once Alyssa Thomas came back, the spark that was the MVP of the league kind of, kind of dimmed a little bit. I mean, we saw it in the, in the postseason where for better or for worse, it became Alyssa Thomas's team. And mm-hmm. that was not the case during the regular season, obviously because Alyssa Thomas wasn't there. I think this team is better when it is John Quell Jones's team as much as like I, Alyssa Thomas is my favorite player in the league. I'm not like, so that's not, but like, I think that her playing second fiddle is pretty essential for this team actually reaching its full potential. And they didn't have enough time to fully figure that out last year when Alyssa Thomas came back. They have a full season to do it this year. I, I'm biased. I hope they do. I, I would love to in, in, in five months be celebrating my recent wedding and the recent sun championship. But I, I'm, very concerned that, that that's not the fate for the Sun this year. What do you think, Bailey? I agree. There's a lot of interesting pieces here to put together. I think sometimes Kurt Miller tries to put a square peg in a circle hole and just trusts that the talent of is there to get it done, and that's not always the case. I do think this is a top-four team, just simply based off their talent alone. I think they're there. I'm never going to bet against a team with John Cole Jones on it. Because John Quill Jones, I would say probably the best player in the W right now, in my opinion. And adding Courtney Williams, like we've talked about, adds an elite creator for their perimeter that we needed. But at the same time, it's like you talked about putting all these pieces together. How do they fit? And part of me is wondering if Courtney Williams is more like, I don't think I'm wondering this is going to happen, but in my mind, I kind of want to see it happen. Like what if they make Courtney Williams, their six woman? I mean, I would like it. I, I think that that, I think she could destroy second units. I don't, I don't or, even think it would be fair. Or what if they go back and put Dewana at the six woman, like she once was. So one of those two is not starting, right? Like I haven't even theoretically, I think, yeah, I think they just started preseason yesterday. I didn't even look at the lineup. I, I, 
Well, I mean, I honestly would have taken it with a grain of salt. That's what I mean. I'm not going to take much worth. from it anyway. So, but I, I, I think that if this team, and I said this famously whenever I ended up on the floor earlier this season, when we were talking about or early in the off season, when we were talking about the Courtney Williams signing, I think this can work if you stagger the two of them. Yes. And one of them does just abuse second units and, and kind of helps things run. And I'm not even saying it has to be the same one every time, right? I think that some of this is figuring out which one works better with the starters and which one works better as like the hub of the hub of the bench. But I don't, I'm very skeptical that those two play well together. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I, I guess I could be wrong. Cause like going back and watching all this Courtney Williams film, you come in with this perception that, um, her and Kennedy didn't get along. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I didn't, I, I, because I didn't pay much attention to Atlanta whenever they were playing daily because it felt like it, that Kennedy was gone so soon. The play on the court actually, they they played well off of each other. So I was impressed to see how she could maybe work with like another ball handler. But I don't know that that other ball handler that I want to see her work with is Dewana Bonner. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. If the Sun are letting Dewana Bonner be their primary ball handler in any situation, I'm going to say any, they are not doing something right. And I mean that with all due respect to Dewana Bonner. I think she is a phenomenal talent, one of the best the game's ever had. But in this team structure, that is not what she needs to be at all. So... I mean, I'm really curious to see what they do with some of their point guards. I assume Jasmine Thomas is the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, do you go like I'm? I, the biggest question mark for me is who starts at the two and three position. I think one, four, and five are good. So you got, can you can you start Bree Jones at the three? No, no, no. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking you have. Jasmine Thomas, John Quill, and Bree Jones as my locks. Like, as the one, four, five. Like, that's what I have in my mind as a lock. That's what worked best for them last year. Yep. So, does that mean you you could start Courtney Williams and then bring the power couple off the bench? I don't hate it. It's, it's interesting. I think that the, the, the dynamic of not just, like, making the joke about them being a couple in real life, but when we watch the two of them, because the two of them played so well together as a pair in the bubble, right? Right. Where they pushed Vegas to the limit before, like, before bowing out in the, in the semifinals. I think if you're able to kind of recreate that off of the bench, you right. could just dumpster teams. But are either, I know we've seen Dewana be that sixth woman before, but there's a reason why she wanted to leave Phoenix and, and come to Connecticut. And, and part of that was because she didn't want to be that anymore. And I don't know that Alyssa Thomas is going to want to be that either. If you can convince them that that's the best thing for winning, I think this team is a dynamic threat that they could be. If if we're bucking against that all year, it, it could there could be problems. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for the Sun is just figuring out a rotation that works. And I think that is – I trust Kurt Miller to do that. Let me say that. I trust Kurt Miller to do that. But I also think, like you said earlier, there will be certain levels of volatility to it because you're going to have to put certain people in roles that either they haven't seen in a long time or haven't ever seen, and they're going to have to buy into that. If they do and it works on the court and off of it, they have 
arguably the deepest roster. I mean, you could argue they have a deepest roster anyway. But if if you find the rotation that works and the balance that works and keep everything juggled, this is a really scary Sun team. But I think that is an incredibly tall task. And I like you originally said, I think it will take them a while to find that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm hopeful. I will I will be rooting for it to happen because I like the sun, but it's weird. I felt like we covered the contenders last week, and so coming into this week, it, it, it was weird because I think that there is a pretty, to me, a pretty clear gap between the top two to three teams and then Connecticut, Vegas, Minnesota. You know what I mean? And that's good for the league. I'd rather the top seven, eight teams be just – nightmares like i would rather watch good teams and we're seeing right now with all these cuts that there's so much talent in the league that theoretically all these teams should look really good so i'll be interested to see it but guys that does it for individual team previews we we made it uh later this week we'll be doing our season like predictions preview podcast where we make our standings predictions championship predictions awards project predictions always a fun thing to do. Like I said last week, it's fun to be held accountable and that'll find a way for me to put my foot in my mouth and say something stupid. So I'm always a fan of that. Um, before we get out of here for the day, was there anything else either of you wanted to touch on? Um, shout out to John Quell Jones for being in the state farm commercial. <laughs> I, I do love that. That, 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 that is always going to make me smile. So I appreciate that. I, I love that commercial. And the main reason I love that commercial, well, there's two reasons. For one, I love anything that puts shine on W players, but especially John Quill Jones, who I so staunchly offended in that little uh, uproar that was going on about her a few months ago. But secondly, she puts on that little sad face when Boban reaches up and she can't, she puts it on so perfectly. Like it was so perfect. She just played that. Thanks, Bobon. <laughs> it was so perfect. It was so perfect. Like, I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, it was just too funny. Because I all y'all y'all know I'm always praising John Quill about like how often she's smiling and how happy she is. So for her to be able to play that sad face for just that split moment, oh man, I just get a kick out of that. Yeah, no, that commercial that commercial makes me smile. Uh, but yeah, so before we get back with the with the pod later in the week, because that'll come out that'll come out the day the season starts. So um, just on my end, in terms of content, Bailey put put some awesome stuff out with the Sparks over the last few days. So definitely check that out at Outlet Pass. Uh, I have had what four of the film reviews go live already. Got Liberty and Wings coming soon. Obviously, we're doing one player for each team, so. If I haven't put the team out yet, you can definitely look forward to them coming later in the week. I have some interesting ones coming down the pipe. And this all started because I lost a bet and have to do a film thread on Courtney Williams, which will also be coming <laughs> later this week. Uh, lots of content at, at, at Outlet Pass right now for W. It's not just us. Uh, one of our writers, Nick, has a, has a, has a dream piece coming out uh, within the next day or so. So definitely a lot of content, definitely a lot of fun stuff to cover. And uh, we'll be doing it right here at Rebel Edition. And so Go ahead. And we have merch on the way. Oh, man. Bringing out the spoiler. Hey, man. Got to keep the people tuned in. I agree. Definitely stuff to look forward to. 
but uh, we'll catch you later this week on Rebel Edition.